Hello, friends. What's going on? This week's party is brought to you by the Fort PT. Who are they? You ask. Well, the Fort, spelt, the, T H E, F O R T, the Fort PT, the P N T, uh, is a fully equipped mobile gym that provides customized personal training according to your individual needs and fitness goals. Ooh, uh. They have got an animal flow workshop coming up on the twenty seventh of June this month. Uh, that will be next week after this podcast is launched, because this podcast will be launched on the second week of June. Uh, you can check them out on Instagram and find out more. And if you mention that you're a listener of the podcast, hashtag Mostly Yoga Podcast, your first session with them will be free. Yeah, how's that? Just let them know that you're a listener of the podcast, and you will get a free session. Links in the description thing below. Okay, today my guest is not only an incredibly talented yoga teacher; she's also the owner of three beautiful cats. Ooh, one of whom apparently killed a bird and brought it into the house or something. I saw it on her Instagram today, which is cool, I guess, because animals do that. Cats do that. I have a couple of friends who own cats themselves, and and this is like a normal thing. This is like a like a normal thing that cats do. They they just bring home dead shit into your house, and that's like their way of showing that they love you. I read it somewhere on an article about like how they're they're trying to teach you how to kill, or they're trying to feed you or something. So they bring you the the dead animal. Yeah, it's fucked up, uh, but like. Can you imagine like when you're sleeping, and and then the next morning, you just wake up and there's a fucking like a dead thing next to your face. Anyway, uh, we talk about oh, this in this podcast. We talk about uh, a couple things. We talk about the benefits of yoga and uh, how it's improved uh, Cheyenne's life. Oh yeah, that's my guest. That's I didn't say her name. So my guest is Cheyenne today. So. We talk about the benefits of how yoga has improved her life, both physically and mentally. We also share some tips to both beginner practitioners and teachers alike, teachers just starting out, uh, as well as an introspective look on that mind-body connection uh, the physical practice of yoga brings about within us. So uh, it's interesting. I had a really good fun time talking with her. She's very wise. She's very authentic. And she has a lot of experiences to share, and she's a very genuine soul. And I feel like her intentions for teaching comes from a good place, like an honest place of wanting to share that practice.、Uh, so, without further ado,、uh, oh yes,、um, there's also a bit of like、uh, Game of Thrones season one spoilers towards the like the end portion of the party.、Uh, I don't know if to cover your ears, cover your ears, or something. Uh, I don't even know if it's a big deal. Everybody seems to have watched it already.、Uh, it's, it's not that great of a show, lah. Right. Anyway, without further ado, here is my guest for this week, Cheyenne Lu. Enjoy. Hello, Cheyenne. <laughs> Hello, Aaron. <laughs> Thanks for coming by. Thanks for doing this. Thank you、me. so much for having me.、Mm. Okay. Let's get not nervous enough. I can't jump off. Let's get. Let's get. <laughs> Okay. Very professional.、Um, 
I think the most important thing that people want to ask is uh, about your cats. Oh my god. Tell goodness. us about your cats. Okay. For those people who don't know me or don't know about my cats, I have three cats. I'm basically the crazy cat yogi. Um, my first two girls, Scrabbles and Sugar, we adopted them together. They are not sisters, but they were bonded pair. They were in the same cage, they're together. And adopt as in from the from rescue from, from yeah. so we we rescued them well, well basically we adopted them from cat welfare society so guys hashtag adopt don't shop mm-hmm. um, I agree so they had been with us for about a year and a half before we visited this person's place who was supposed to have uh, basically this guy sent out messages that he had kittens and then when we went to his place. This guy is a legit hoarder. He had 21 cats Can in me. a three-room flat. Cannot lot technically, but he refused to have them neutered at all. Apparently, most did. of the kittens were all spoken for already. And there were other cats in his house that were not neutered. And then that's how the kittens mm. came about. La. Yeah. So imagine the conditions, right? And there was just one kitten not spoken for. And we took that kitten. We wanted to take the mom as well, but he wouldn't let us. Okay. But anyway, we took what we could like. And so Baby Smudge has been with us for a little over a year as well. So I have three cats. Scrabbles, Sugar, and Smudge. So only the two of them are, are, are the in the first, same box? No, yeah. The first two are a bonded pair, so they are friendly-friendly. The one, last one, Baby baby Smudge is quite putting. Like, until today, they've been with us for more than a year already. And she still, still, she still got, gets smacked around mm. a little bit. I mean, they get along, they eat next to each other, but they you are know, very poor thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they are very sweet. And people always ask me, because I live quite far off from town, mm. people always ask me why I go home after I teach, for example, a morning class or a lunchtime class, and then come back out again to teach the evening classes, because that traveling to and fro gets a little bit tiring, right? Because right? it's an hour each way. But when I get home and I see my cats, that's how I recharge. Mm. I sit down with them, they gather around me, they give me energy. And I feel really happy. So when I leave and I go back to work and I go back into class and I give that energy to the students, I feel good. I don't feel tired, I don't feel drained, even if it's a very long day, well, some days you do, no matter what, some days Mm. feel draining, right? But they keep me going. I mean, aside from my husband, of course, just in case he hears this. Mm. (laughs) Okay, okay. Have you always been a, a, an animal person? I think... Was this the first time you've had pets, Noah? With the... Well, with the ex lah. Then usually, uh. other people have cats, then I uh. kind of am around, you uh. know what I mean? But none of your own lah. Yeah, none of like, my own, my own. Wow. Yeah, so it was a huge thing to kind of commit to like adopting because trust me, yeah, and I, I'm sure not every cat parent or every dog parent is like that. Your life changes... Your whole life is now centered around your fur, your fur mm. babies. When we travel, we used to just go last minute trips or we go for like oh, two weeks. Oh, now you got plan already. Now you now, must book the hotel for the pets or something, right? You got plan like no. When now when I when we travel, we never go away for more than like 10, 11 days, because we miss the cats and oh. we want to come home. And the other thing is, we don't actually move the cats when we go overseas. They stay at home because they don't take that well to stress of yeah. moving. So what we do is we pay for someone yeah, to come yeah, yeah. in every single day 
to feed them, to play with them, and to basically clear their litter. Yeah. So that's, that's a lot of that. I know there's services like that. Yeah. But it's creepy. It, yeah, uh, yeah it's a little creepy. bit scary because you're letting someone into your own house, yeah. right? We are very lucky because we now have neighbors ah. who have cats as well. So they do help us take care. But I mean, if you're gonna wait, going away for like say two weeks, your neighbor has to come to your house every day like, for two weeks. And it's, sometimes it, you don't want to impose. impose. Uh, yeah. Yes, exactly. So you kind of just bela, mm. just suck it up and bela, mm. right? And it's okay if it's a trustworthy person because it's your baby's ma and it's your house, right? And this is a little bit sad, but we have those at-home spy camera mm. things so we can kind of look in on them. Not Understandably, look in, not look in yeah. on the pet sitters, look in on our cats when we are away as well. Yeah. Because they, they are, some people say that cats are very aloof and very independent and they don't really need you at all, right? But oh my goodness, you've never met my cats. Like every single morning, they're around us, they're buzzing around us, they're sitting on you, they're licking you. Yes, sometimes it's because they want food, but when I have nightmares, and this has happened before, like sometimes you know when you have nightmares and then you kind of like shout, oh, kind yeah. of thing, right? My fatty scrabbles, she runs into the room and she jumps on the bed. She just sits there and makes sure, makes sure that I'm okay, especially wow. when my husband is not around. And whenever my husband gets ready for work, like Scrabbles doesn't want him to leave so she jumps on his lap and just sits there and just kind of like nuzzles mm. I mean when you have things like that right and things like that happening in the house it's hard not to love your home right and it's one of those things that I'm very thankful for that I have a happy home to go home to to go back to at mm. the end of the day so it doesn't matter what happens outside because you know that at the end of the day it's going to be fine and oh that's it, nice yeah it's a nice feeling because it's your refuge it's your this is where you can be safe. This is where you recharge. This is where you find love. This is where you are happy. So even if you've had a slightly like crappy day outside, you know that you breathe, you know that once that MRT station reach already means you're okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. This is this is nice to hear. Yeah, so it's it's easy to keep your spirits up. Like yeah. sometimes people ask you like, well, why are you always so happy? Uh, kind of thing. I feel like that's yeah, it's a very simple like you're very lucky to be able to feel that kind of satisfaction from having something as simple as like a home, a husband, and your cats mm. to, to go back to, which is simple. It's a simple kind of very very honest, like, oh, I go back to my loved ones and they made me feel better. But not a lot of people can. Yeah. I can mean, move. I know it sounds very cliche. Like, sometimes when you say But it's when a cliche for a reason yeah. because it's true. There is some truth behind it. Yeah, that's, that's, mm. that's absolutely true. And the thing is, I think sometimes... We, we work for a lot of things. We work for, um, how do you say, we work for money, we work for like happiness or whatnot. But at the end of the day, it's what counts, right? Mm. Like, one what of are you reasons, working for? What's yeah. your, the purpose? Uh? What's the purpose? What's the end game? What do you mm. come home to? What are you like spending time outside of home to build? For some people, it's whatever is out there and that's fine. I mean, I'm sure you know people as well who are all into their careers they don't care about home it's, I mean, not say don't care about home that sounds terrible but they are, they are not that concerned about oh things that are going on in the house which mm. is fine because things operate they, they go on daily daily right but at the same time there are some there are some there are some people who need a little bit of how do you say maybe assurance mm. both like for me 
I am happy that I have a job that I love, that I am thriving at the studio that I teach at. But no matter what, what's more important for me is always what's back home. I make sure that my husband is happy. I make sure that my cats are healthy. And that what, that's what drives me. And which is also what one of the reasons why I made, like I guess, a mid-career switch because I am a, an older teacher. Not that I've been teaching for long. I'm just age-wise really older, tell, tell. older than everyone else. <coughs> it's true. Okay. And I think yoga came into my life at a time where I actually really, really needed it on a mental and emotional level. Not so much physically. Well, everybody needs yoga physically, like, to, be very, to be very fair. But I feel that I've gotten a lot mentally and emotionally out of my practice as well as my teaching. And that has reflected a lot in my home life as well. Mm. Yeah. Very chim, right, suddenly. Go on, elaborate. Uh. You've opened this door. Let's step into it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. How, um, um, how, in what ways has yoga changed you or improved you? And what were you dealing with that needed that change? For me, okay, i tell you when I started first. Uh. Like, because I, in a way, in <coughs> quotation marks, if you will, dabbled in, like, yoga on and off because my friend goes, so I go. Mm-hmm. Then... The first type of yoga I tried was hot. hot. Everybody and starts yeah, out hot. Bikram, what is this? I did yeah. Bikram. So it's like, it's some Maybe people call it hot yeah. plastic. Some people here, it's monster, monster hot. hot yeah. So 90 minutes, hot as room, like uh, not 41. Yeah, people, 41 degrees. People like shouting at you, telling you what to do. Well, not shouting, lah, but mm. commanding you. And I liked it for a while. I, in fact, I was really into it for quite a few months or for a few months only lah. and then I stopped and then I think I was going through some emotional like personal issues lah. like there were some things that I wasn't happy about didn't know how to deal with them it was both work both and personal life as well and my friend told me like oh let's go yoga lah. and I wanted to get moving right I'm not exactly someone who exercises a lot by the way so I thought okay lah, let's just go lah. and it was when I did my first like downward facing dog that I felt this, I don't know why, but in my first down dog, I felt this sense of both, like awareness of how much I needed this, also a huge release of like, oh. In one downward dog? In the first downward facing dog, I was so like, str- why? Wow. It's, so I guess, in a way, maybe timing, la, you okay. know? And I never looked back. So I started a regular practice in May. 2015. Oh. Okay. It wasn't long enough. Yeah, so yeah. I'm really genuinely one of those first people who haven't had a very regular practice for like the past 10 years, for example. Oh. And, I, and when they say regular, I mean almost every day. I oh. rest one day on the weekends maybe. And I sometimes did two, three classes a day depending on like what I was doing. La. But not, not three vinyasa classes mm-hmm. a day, like maybe yin then hatha or vinyasa or whatever it may be but I had a regular practice from then on I took my teacher training quite early as well and how long, I was how many months or how many years into it no it's I took my teacher training in 2016 one year later mm, around one year less than a year <coughs> if you actually count back the months okay. but I think I was very lucky in the sense that being a slightly older 
practitioner, I was a bit more conscientious in like what exactly I wanted to learn. Uh. I knew myself a little bit better. So things that I learned from TT, things that stuck with me, really stuck with me. Things that I felt that I wanted to find out more about, the teachers weren't able to give me. I went to do my own research. It's your because this is something that you do for yourself, right? I mean, it doesn't matter whether people give it to you or not. You go out and get it. And again, like I said, I'm very blessed because I finished my teacher training 2016 in April, 10th of April. I was in New York for work and for two weeks. I came back, I mocked for the new studio that was opening. I was given a cover slash part-time uh, slot and I've been with the studio ever since. Wow, so this is your first your first, first studio. studio. Finished teacher training in April, mocked maybe early May. Um, studio Just opened like in mid-May. And I've been with them since then. Wow, then, and from that point was full-time already? Or like no, one, I, two started, months, then you... I started, of course, because I was a very new teacher. I don't have any experience, right? So the studio owners like Jasmine and Betty, Jasmine then, um, she was very kind. She gave me like a cover slash part-time position kind of thing. So I had a couple of classes and then I covered classes. You know what I mean? You mm. People cannot teach you rush, la, you chong. La. It doesn't matter oh, what time, uh, doesn't matter what class, just you just get, chong. La. Yeah, just to get your time in. Yeah, there, exactly. Yeah. And so I started from there. La. Mm. And the rest is history, la, as they say. So for me, because I started yoga a little bit later, I feel that my, maybe, maybe my priorities are a little bit different. Um, I feel that sense of contentment for my practice, not just from like the physical aspect. It's changed me because number one, I'm a lot more patient. Mm. It's taught me to be patient on the mat because some things really cannot rush. Ma. You think I can touch my toes when I first started? Ma? <laughs> so far from it. My wheel pose, look, I always tell people as well, especially when my students are working into certain shapes, my wheel pose look like rectangle. <laughs> it's not even kidding. It's quite funny because my shoulder is very tight and a lot of things are so many issues. I have joint problems. I Although my shoulders are tight, now they are not, but I'm quite hyperextended. So I have a lot of issues with my joints. So all these things have taught me to be a, a lot more patient, a lot less uh, quick-tempered. And those are things I feel have transformed my life off the mat as well. Mm. Not that I'm very nice and very patient with everybody now, but a lot better. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So long, huh? I talk so long. No la, no la. Good, interesting. That's the whole point of this thing, uh, right? Yeah, I guess so, yes. Okay. But that's quite, that's quite, um, considering that your, your practice mm. and your teaching mm. is still so new, mm. you've come a long way. Don't you think so? Long way as in? Long, long way in terms of uh, you've come, it's, it's, you've evolved. Rather quickly yeah. kind of thing, is that? I, I think I was very lucky yeah. because I had people along the way who were very willing to give me chances, who were very willing to give me opportunities. And those are things that sometimes we don't see when we are younger. We just think that in guider mm. or like there's a certain sense of entitlement. Some, yeah, sometimes. But when you're older and you're looking for opportunities and you're dying for those opportunities because you want to change your life, and these things, then these yeah. things happen. Then you realize that, oh my goodness, I'm so blessed. Yeah, I'm so yeah, lucky yeah. because like Jasmine was willing to take a chance on me. Right place, right time. Uh, right place, right time. Thing. And I was, I was, I, I put myself in that position. You have to put yourself out there. Yeah, yeah. No, look, no one 
my teacher, my yoga, my yoga training teacher said one thing to me. She said, no one ever feels that they're ready to teach. And I genuinely believe that, especially for beginning teachers, you will never feel like you're ready. You feel like a little bit of a fraud when you stand up there and you're telling people, inhale, arms up, exhale, forward, fold. Halfway lift, lengthen your spine. You, to you, you're thinking it's all like scripted, right? But it feels like, I'm just saying this thing, you just repeat only, what will people do what I say? Like so weird. But you, you overcome it. Lah. And you know what's the easiest way to overcome it? Is to breathe. Your ujjayi breath as you're giving your instructions, if you can find space for that, you will calm down a lot faster than you think. You walk into a room sometimes, you feel angry because of something that's like that happened outside the room. Your ujjayi breath from your 20 steps from the door to your mat, you will feel better. You literally use your breath to calm yourself down and nothing beats that. And sometimes it's something that we forget. But that's what that practice is for. When you come to the mat, when we start practice, why do we sit cross-legged, close our eyes, find our breath? There's a reason why. And we sometimes need to, even as teachers, we need to remind ourselves, that's where you need to go. Then you come to the mat. Then you start your practice. But that is part of the practice. Yeah. Mm. Ah, so profound, nice. huh? So it profound. Is, it <laughs> is. No, but it's true. I, I agree with that. Mm. Everybody has their own definition of what yoga is. Mm. And breath, for sure, is a very common theme. The breath controls everything in the body, in the physically and mentally, yeah. right? You're, you're nervous, you breathe, your heart slows down, you feel calmer. These yeah. are all connected and yoga helps bring that connection together, right? The yeah. union. That's what we study while in the yeah, 200 exactly. hours. Hey, remember, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you realize this also, like I think, right, as yogis, we also, I mean, we studied like yamas, niyamas yeah, yeah. and all when we were doing our YTT and all, right? But... You see, everyone wants something out of coming for whether it's yoga or any kind of exercise, right? But when we keep chasing something, whether it's happiness or goals or money or whatever it may be, right? When we keep chasing something, once we get there, we'll, we, we, we'll find something else to chase. It's like happiness, it's like asanas, it's, there will always be something else to chase. But I think because yoga reminds you to breathe in that moment, to feel in that moment, to know what that pose is doing for you, that's when you build that awareness and you find your santosha as well, your sense of contentment. And when you can be happy even without being able to do a headstand in the middle of the class kind of thing, when you can be happy for your practice, even if people can do wheel pose but you are still in breach, it doesn't matter, like, whatever it may be. Like, okay? Or if you're just simply contented and happy simply to arrive on the mat because, oh my goodness, I've had a crazy day, I'm just going to sit there, even if you sit down in child's pose for 10 minutes of the class, and you can still feel contented for coming to practice, that's, that is part of the practice. And people forget that. People think that we do this asana, we must chase this asana. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's, it's a great thing. Every asana changes your body. When you change your body, you change your mind. When you change your body, it changes, it changes your focus, your breath, your person sometimes. But it is not the only part of the practice. And unfortunately, I feel that it's not always something that is easy to teach in class because you have it's one not hour. Easy it's to not teach at all, absolutely. Yeah. And no one wants to listen to that. Yeah. They just want you they to tell them move. how to get yeah. into that shape, right? And that's okay. And that's okay because each day if you do if you do one minute of it in one hour class, sixty minutes, you talk about 
whether it's santosha or your breath or your spiritual connection, your mind, body, whatever it may be, out of 60 minutes, you do one minute. If the person comes three times a week, it makes a difference. Mm. You the just consistency cannot force it. Yeah, the practice, exactly. Uh, yeah. So you cannot force it on people. And by the time la. he comes for the 10th time, he'll realize that it's not about the pose anymore. He's learned a little bit more about what yoga really is. Yeah. Mm. Because I think we all, teachers included, most, not all, we come into the practice with the idea of like, I must go work out, mm. right? I want to lose weight. I want to get yeah, strong. Correct. I, want to I want to be flexible. I want to be able to touch my toes. I want to do full splits, that kind of thing. Mm. But we stay with the practice, usually for other reasons. Asana-wise, yes, but usually it's because of how your practice makes you feel. Mm. I don't know if anyone feels that way, but whenever I finish a practice, I feel like my head is so clear. My body may be tired AF, uh. <laughs> cannot stand up properly. I probably think, ah, oh, tomorrow my legs would die. But my mind is very clear mm. and I feel very awake and alive. And You're I can't, in the present moment. Yes, uh. and I can't wait to do more. I can't wait to come back to class the next day. You will never regret coming to class. Mm. That's true. Yeah. I'm, I liked what you said about how we are always chasing something. And it's good to chase, it's good to have motivations and, and things to drive you but then what yoga shows or what the yoga reveals to us is that it also through breath and through being in the present moment of being content with what you already have like now like if you breathe now and you're aware of this moment there's nothing bad happening now yeah. and because there's nothing bad happening we are happy therefore yeah. we have found our epitome of happiness in this moment exactly right anything that can happen tomorrow we will never know and we cannot worry about it because we're wasting time to worry about the future. Whatever has happened before has already happened and we have no control over what happens in the past. Therefore, no point worrying about that yeah. either. Yeah. So now, in this moment, we are happy and therefore we are content already. Yeah, Right. exactly. And the thing is, I think... Yoga is all about being in the present. Yeah. yeah. I think that sometimes people or people who don't practice yoga or maybe new practitioners that think that, oh, you know, it's so airy-fairy, right? You talk about things like that and then you talk about... Uh, Oh, if you're just contented for now, then doesn't that make you like not ambitious? You have no ambition kind of thing. It doesn't mean that if you're happy with what you have now, that you don't want more or you cannot want more. Everybody, it's human nature to kind of want to be better, want to do more things. But it's a different thing saying that I am happy with what I have now, but I would like to do more. Let's do more. Yeah. And even whether I get there or not, I will do my 110, 120% to get there. It's kind of like if you have uh, $1,000 in the bank, I'm happy. But mm. if I had $10,000 in the bank, I'll still be happy. Okay. But oh, I'm still happy with the $1,000 in the bank. This kind of thing. <laughs> that kind of thing. Like, it's, in terms of like, if you want to put like a number on it like, yeah, to sure. measure it. It's, it's, it's not the things that you do that's going to make you happy or going to make your life better. It's how you feel about your life now. Ah. It's being happy now. If you're not happy now, no matter how many, in quotation marks, uh, happy things you do, it will never be enough. Right. If you're happy now, having a cup of coffee, having a cup of tea will make you happy. Waking up in the morning, being alive. Yeah. Being, waking up on time in the morning. Yes, mm. I can go for practice today. Will make you very happy. It will make your day. How do you think, like, have you always had this, uh, this mentality when you were younger? Oh, or was this not. found because of the yoga? I think... I don't know if I can say that it's all because of the yoga. Just I think maturity, it's number one, life experience. older, right? Oh. Then um, I think maturity is one thing. The yoga is another. I think they're 
many different contributing factors to how I feel, but I genuinely wasn't like that when I was younger. I was quick tempered. Mm. I, I still am sometimes, by the way. I still like tell people off on the MRT. Oh, <laughs> you probably deserve it. <laughs> not, well, not always. Like, but sometimes yeah. I think they do. But um, I still get fired up sometimes, but mm. a lot less. And I control myself. Let's say, not say control as in like, wow, I'm a star hunt. But control as in realizing before I actually speak up or do something that, yeah, never mind. Lah. It's okay. Lah. Let it go. Lah. Not important. You know? If it's not a kind word, sometimes don't say, you know. But to be very honest, sometimes it still happens. Like, can I tell you a funny story? Yes. So recently, I don't know if you know, you know Leandra, right? Yes. So Leandra and I... Another crazy cat lady. Yeah, she's yeah. another. She also has three. So that's why I see your friends. Mm. So Leandra is such a sweet, sweet girl. Right? She's, she's smart, she's sweet, she's spiritual. She's a wonderful teacher. So we were on our way to meeting and we st- I asked to stop by McDonald's like cause meeting as in like the uh, we lab, had, yeah, yeah, we had a uh, yoga lab teacher's uh. meeting so I asked to stop by McDonald's to buy food lah. So I just wanted fries because I wanted to munch mm. during the meeting. So we went to McDonald's there were these two ladies in in front of the counter there was nobody there there was, but there were two ladies in front of the counter right waiting to order I think or something. So they were obviously in front of us. So I went to them and I started smiling first. Like, I was like, hi, uh, are you guys ordering? They looked at me, then they never replied. Eh. Then they just continued looking at the, you know, the menu the board. Menu, yeah. And I looked at the lady at the counter. That means the staff uh. behind the counter. And she just waved me over. Uh. I think maybe these two ladies have been there still, a while. Still la. waiting. La, yeah. So I was like, okay, I guess not. Then I went, then I just looked at them. I was like, why are you standing there if you're not ordering, yeah. right? And then people ask you whether you're ordering, you also don't reply. After we left, Leandra immediately said, Wow, babe, you're so fierce, eh? you're so mean. Eh? You, you said, obviously not. Then you look at them some more. I wouldn't dare to say, kind of thing. To me, it's like, uh, so I told Leandra, I asked them nicely. Wow. Uh-huh. Then they don't want to reply. Then, dude, it's this is McDonald's and not Steakhouse. Fast, you know what's on the menu, food, right? Yeah. You don't have to think so long, dude. Yeah. Or think if you want to think step further away, yeah. be considerate of people who may be coming in. Mm. You're not the only person waiting to order at McDonald's, right? Okay, but don't eat too much McDonald's, huh? Like, you know, public service announcement. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's what I mean. I still jump the gun sometimes I still let my emotions get the better of me but most of the most of the time I can pass it off as uh, something funny that happened I should do better next time next time just don't say just start hard you know what I mean yeah but I still get agitated I still right. say stuff like that but it's okay because you're human just exactly. like everybody exactly. else exactly yeah and I'm sure like anybody else in that situation would have reacted the same no way. No most people won't say anything, right? Most people, I think but it's, it's, just... not, it's not like, oh, just because you're, you're a yogi or what, you cannot do this kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah but, but when I look back sometimes, and I think, by the way, this is really important to reflect, hmm. when I look back sometimes, I do think, I can, like, maybe don't have to be so fierce, lah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know okay, what I yeah, mean? Sure. Yeah. If you were to look at it, it's like, yeah, I could always be better than, than last time. I could have Absolutely. reacted better. Then sure, yes, I agree. Absolutely. Mm. And that's one thing about reflection as well, right? I think the other thing that yoga has helped me feel is that I have become a little bit more like more capable of taking certain feedback of myself less defensively 
I even if I'm not happy about something, right? I take a moment to reflect first before I get immediately defensive because I do. This is very. This yeah, is very important because I did yeah. used to be very defensive. People say something, right? I immediately either make an excuse or Ooh. get angry or you feel like you need to justify your yeah, your yeah, behavior, your actions. Your yeah. actions. But now, I, again, not that I don't do it anymore. But now I do take time to. After the fact, think about it. Like, uh, maybe I was a bit defensive. That's maybe a sign of maturity, was, right there. Yeah. Oh, people is like that, right? See. <laughs> so when you auntie like me next time, then uh, you also feel the same way. No, but it's true. Like it, it, it. Go on, go on. Yeah. No. 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 That, that that was what I wanted to say. Like yeah. that. That fact that I have gotten a little bit more introspective, lah. Less less critical of yourself. Yeah. More absolutely. open to criticism because that's the way to get better. Right, if someone tells you something is wrong, and then you're like, "No, I never do anything wrong," then you'll never learn. You'll never change. You need to hear it, and you need to, to question yourself. Like, yeah. was I really, uh, uh, rude at that time? No, I think I, I did okay lah. Then okay, then you you, you believe yeah. it, then great. Then you can then live with yourself, you. Yeah, it's okay. If you say if you think no, then you gotta change. You gotta do something, right? You cannot get angry at a person for being honest. Yeah. And we want to be better yeah. people, right? Not just better people on the mat with the asanas. We want to be actual better people, yeah. right? So, that, honestly, the first part to being better is awareness. If you don't know that you are locking your elbow and having your shoulders stacked wrongly over your wrist in your side plank, how are you going to correct yourself? You don't know. Until f- yeah, someone brings your awareness to that issue, right? So, it's the same way with your internal issues. If, mm. you, are, if you don't reflect and you don't become aware of what's going on, and you deny a bit, no, I'm doing it fine, and I'm perfectly okay, and then you're never going to change. La. That's another thing that yoga helps. Yoga helps with the awareness physically, yeah. which then in, in it self-internalizes. Yeah. You feel like, yeah, okay, I know that my shoulders are stacked over my wrist. And then when I go outside, like, yeah, I know that I'm, I'm what am I feeling now? Mm-hmm. Or, or I'm angry, or I'm, I'm sad. Yeah. Why? Or... And How even if you reacted in that moment, yes, you're able you, to go back and think, yeah. hmm, was that right? That actually, maybe yes, maybe no. I mean, it depends, right? And then right? the next time it happens, maybe you can stop yourself before you even react. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Mm. And that body-mind connection, I think, I don't know if everyone's like, like aware of it, but it makes a huge difference, you know? Like earlier, we were having this conversation. I know I'm jumping, maybe I'm jumping the gun here a little, but we were talking about... Uh, one of the hardest things that I had to teach yeah. when I first started teaching was knees, chest, chin. Which, is, which I said it was very yeah, hard. Yes. Yeah. Your Ashtanga Namaskara, it's, it, it's not that people don't understand place your knees, your chest and chin down on your mat. But sometimes, number one, it is not an easy shape because it's not an instinctual, intuitive shape to take, right? Number two, our heads, right? We live in our heads. Our body is just like a vessel that brings our head around. If you have listened, if you listen to uh, Sir Ken Robinson in his TED talks before, right? He is an academic who talks about how professors in um, universities they they are so cerebral. It's really like their heads are just like floating devices that their bodies are carrying around. Their bodies are just good vessels only, not doing anything. A lot of people in this world here and now they are so in their heads. We are also in our heads that we don't realize we don't know what we're doing with our bodies you know what i mean by saying when i say step your right foot forward but that doesn't mean that you can step your right foot forward and that is one of those things as a teacher that you realize as well because you get to observe people more and when you say like for example knees chest chin people understand where their knees their chest and their chins are everyone does 
But it doesn't mean that they can do it. And there are many reasons why. One, sometimes, of course, it's physical strength. But a lot of times, it's because of our lack of awareness of our body. We don't know what to do. Straighten your back leg. It's not a matter of flexibility sometimes because you're nicely supported. Not everyone will be able to do it. And that's something that teachers, especially new teachers, maybe sometimes need to be aware of as well, that we can't fix everything because sometimes the person is just not ready. The more you come to class, the greater the mind-body awareness is. Mm. And one of the things that I want to share with like people who are just starting yoga as well, right? when they get into yoga class, be comfortable with closing your eyes. That's where you build trust in yourself. That's where you are willing to cut off visual stimuli and give a chance for other senses to start working, that's when your mind-body connection is like rekindled. You know what I mean? You don't have to look at the teacher do high lunge to know how to do a high lunge. It's okay. You can do it one. You don't need to see your teacher step right foot forward to be able to step your right foot forward. If you listen and do that mind-body connection, suddenly your mind knows what to do. Our brain is very smart, right? But we have to give ourselves a chance. And the visual stimuli and everything that's always stimulating us all around us is what's stopping us from getting that same connection back. That's why the time on the mat is so important. That's true. I agree. Wow, there's a lot of things to Sorry, digest. I, once I go on, obviously I don't stop. I, I, I agree with... Okay, let's talk about the knee stretching mm. first. Knee stretching is a simple pose. It's a very basic pose, but it's, I can understand how it's difficult to get into. Mm. Aesthetically, it's a bit awkward because yep. your chest and your back, if you're tight in your shoulders, it's a bit, your, 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 your face will be essentially on the ground, mm. not your chin, right? Mm. It's very straining on the back of the neck. Mm. So when you ask someone who's never done a knee stretching before to do it, it might seem awkward. So they get a bit confused. And as the beginner, because we don't know how it looks like, we, we cannot close our eyes, let's Absolutely. say. Absolutely. You're that's, right. That's the, that's the, the catch training too of Absolutely. the beginner, right? You're, you're totally right. So then, then I guess, as the the point of the beginner class isn't to teach them how to get into the pose or how it looks or or what to feel, is to get them to find awareness in certain mm. parts of the bodies and through practice. And whether they get it or not, that's beside the point because your job as the teacher is to bring awareness to the student. Mm-hmm. Right leg forward. Mm. Right no 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 right leg the other, the leg. other right your leg. right your right yeah. yeah. And then like the guy is like this, yeah, yeah, I'm doing that, but, but it, all the time his left leg is up. Yeah. So then once you're like, eh, yeah, what? That he bring he brings awareness to that. The, the brain cell sends the electric thing to the yeah, leg. Exactly. Then he, now he knows he will never put his right leg up when he says, when he never put his left leg up when he says right leg anymore. And then the next time he comes, he will understand it, right? And that helps add a little bit more awareness into his life. When he goes out, he'll be like, yeah, I'm, I'm walking with my right leg, with my left leg, yeah. right leg, left leg. It may not be that conscious. Yeah. It may not be that conscious, but it makes a huge difference. Yeah. But you are right about certain poses. Like sometimes, when this is, as a beginner, you can't close your eyes, you can't look away because you do need some visual cues. You mm. do, like you said earlier. So knees, chest, chin is a slightly awkward position, also, right? Because let's put it this way: we talked about this earlier as well. Like if you never had a problem with that pose, it's hard for you to understand why it's difficult for someone else. Because if it's if it hap- if it's something that happens quite intuitively for you, knees, chest, chin, you just place knees, chest, yes. chin on the mat. Done, yeah. How do you explain it to somebody else who doesn't who can't get it? How do you explain to someone else, oh you need to lean forward, you need to like, you know, um, bring your chest forward, you, but your belly and your thighs are not on the mat. 
how do you do all this while you're trying to lead a class? Mm-hmm. You can't fix everybody, mm-hmm. ma, right? Sometimes we forget that also, you know? And it's so, it was, it was what, it really was one of the challenging things for me when I was starting to teach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for me too, when I first queued knee stretching, I just simply said, exhale lower the knee stretching, and then like everybody doing nonsense things. Like, like whoa, this is a. No, no, no. And it never tra- occurred to you, yeah. right? Yeah. And then like people are putting their forearms down on the ground, yeah. people and the whole lie down all on mm, the ground. Mm. And it's strange because like this is like bread and butter stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, like, not to it, sound condescending yeah, or whatever, but disclaimer, like it's also because everybody is let's say let's say ten people, nine people doing this session, one mm. person never do. Mm. Like how come you cannot follow? Or mm. or like what well, then it becomes like your fault. At first, I was like, "Why are you like that?" But then, like, no, no. If the if the if the student or if anybody uh, cannot hear or, or doesn't understand, uh, it's your fault, you know. As a teacher, it's your it's and it's, it's not to sound so harsh on yourself, but sure. it's a matter of like, it's your job to cue them. And if they cannot fit, do it properly, it's because you never cue properly. Mm. So then you need to improve, right? That's the self reflection that comes in the soul. Yeah. So that like, is very true. Yeah, but my teacher around, tell yeah. me, right, if in a class of 10 people, one person never never do, uh-huh. it's the person never listen. 10 people never do, then it's your fault. Yes. <laughs> but then also, right, so let's say, let's say, let's say, uh, 10 people, uh, mm-hmm. uh, 9 people do, mm-hmm. one person never do, mm-hmm. is, is that one person's fault. Let's say, mm-hmm. you can also say that it's your fault, right? You can take responsibility for that and say like, no, that one person couldn't understand what mm-hmm. I need to improve. Mm-hmm. But also, if that person really died, died, never learn, right? You have to also understand to like, let that go, lah. Like, yeah, it's fine. Absolutely. Like, I absolutely. couldn't help him today. Yeah. I couldn't help him today. Hopefully, he'll come back tomorrow and then we can work from it from there. Exactly. So then, then you don't beat yourself up so much about it because there are times when I leave the class like, fuck, right? Cannot. I, I don't know why. I, I don't know whether they enjoyed it. I don't know whether I did a good job or like everybody's like, they look confused. I feel so bad. And then like, you like, oh no, you, you, then you're so self-critical. But then, as you teach, the more you teach, the more you progress, and the the and the the teaching journey reveals itself to you as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. And then you'll be like, it's okay. Like yeah. you you in that position, you are okay now. Wherever you are, you are where you need to be. And I am okay as my teaching also because for me to force you is 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 wrong already, right? Or, or is this, at least I don't want to. Go there, like no, no, no. You're doing it wrong. Do this, like blah, 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 blah. then people feel so self-conscious, yeah. right? Because the entire class, you're trying to fix that one person. No knees down. No back heels up. No your arms mm. up. No bicep yeah. to your ear. So uncomfortable for that one person, cause they will feel like they are so useless. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's never something that you want your students to feel, like, oh, I didn't Everything cannot do it. So I find it important, right? As a teacher, like when you have first timers in class, or like when you have newbies, rather new people in class, so always check in with them after the class to see how they're feeling. Yeah. It's not because like, well, you're extra mm, loving. That's true, yeah. I you don't know? have a habit of that, but I should eh. I really no, it's should. just, it doesn't, you don't have to have like a whole conversation yeah, with them. Yeah, but it's still like, it's yeah, just check in nice on them. to, yeah. yeah. So true. they know that even if you didn't adjust them, it's okay, you were, yeah, you, would, you saw them, you, you saw yeah. them. Yeah, you and were we looking. do, we all, all we teachers do, do. we yes. have the eye on the new person yeah, and we know it. Exactly. I, I heard from a Jason Crandall podcast mm. that he says that he doesn't ask at the beginning of class who is new because mm. most of the time people won't say that they're new that's mm-hmm. one and 
you don't want to draw attention to it them. It makes them self-conscious. Yeah, they're like, okay. oh, I, I'm, I'm new. Then like, oh, everybody look like, so if anything wrong, it's your fault, right? Oh, no. <laughs> you know? But, and you as a teacher can tell once you put everybody in downward dog, you know who's the beginner already. So you don't need to ask. That's, so I don't really ask. Mm. But there are times when like, in a powerful class or like mm. a stronger class, I will ask jokingly like, uh, nobody's here first time, right? Like, I don't think anybody's the first time but then there was that like there are, there are. yeah there are and then I was always like, oh, have shit. fun boutique studios will always yeah. have yeah which is fine mm, it's but okay. then like it's it's that's challenge it's it not is. like you're not supposed it's not like you are not in your so it's not that you're not supposed to be here or you're not invited yes you have every right to be here yes. but then I'm gonna teach the power flow class yes there. absolutely you know I can't be holding your hand you know and you get you hold on tight because uh, this is a ride you know we're gonna ride uh, and we we jump here jump there yeah. and we invert all this kind of thing and then. And now I'll feel bad because like you, I try my best. You, you chose the wrong class, class you know? to be in. Yeah, then. But in situations like that, it is not your fault. Because yeah. if you think about it, right, the whole class of people came for power flow. And it is your, I mean, it's your responsibility as well to deliver a powerful class for them, right? Mm. Unfortunately for the, for, the, for the newbie, right, it may be a little bit uncomfortable. But I think that in that situation, if you show that you care, and you check yeah, in with yeah, them after. Yeah, exactly. It makes a difference because they feel like, okay lah, maybe I never do everything today. Maybe the teacher, or since the teacher came and talked to me, maybe I can try this teacher's um, basics the next time. Yes. So it gives them a little bit of encouragement to kind of like forge forward because trust me, it's not always easy for a newbie to try something new. I mean, yeah. we've all been there, right? As if you're not going with a friend, it's very uh, intimidating. It's so intimidating. You come to a class, you have a whole class of people. When the teacher is queuing sun salutations, you have then to look up halfway. How look up halfway? This on. person is jumping to handstand. You think, oh then, no, then oh no, then step back. What? And it's then they always so take the scary. back row. And when they take the back row, you download, you cannot see anything. Ah, yeah. Another newbie tip: take the middle row at the very least. Take the middle row. You download, you, you can go. see at the back. You know what's going on. Tips from Aaron and Cheyenne today. <laughs> First tip, close your eyes. But open, open and see that you close again. Second tip, take the middle mat. Yeah, so it's always very intimidating. Like you want to hide in the corner, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's, it's human nature because you, yeah. you're, you're, you want to you want to be very small in a space that you're not familiar with. Yeah. yeah. That's why the pros, they they, they, they want to come to the front. Mm. Or they're more confident, mm. all right? And that's fine. It's okay. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Absolutely. But yeah, it's just like you understand, no? yeah. but then like... Which is why as teachers, right, it is so important as well for whatever, whatever class it is, right, to, to, to understand in a way how to handle like a mixed level class, especially like in boutique studios, right? Mm. If you are teaching a one-on-one class, it doesn't matter if everybody in class are regular practitioners and they can all invert and... If it's a one-on-one class, yes, you can give options to take it yeah. a little bit further, but it should always be a one-on-one class, yeah. a basics class. Why? Because sometimes, look, even teachers go to basics class because they just want to move. Mm. They just want to like be like not thinking about stressful stuff for a little while. They just want to be in their heads, in their body for that 60 minutes just moving, not thinking. They may not be interested in going upside down or like full splits or full back bends, like deep back bends today. They just want to move. And there's nothing wrong with that. Some people think that, some teachers think that because it's a one on one class, but oh, since all regulars do very hard, lah, do very hard kind of thing. Nothing wrong with that. And sometimes they, they will enjoy it also. Yeah. But it's not what people sign up for. Because yeah. you don't ask, ma, so today you're one, one on one or you're one power. 
nobody asks mm. that in class. I mean, not many people like at least. So if they come for a one-on-one class, teach a one-on-one class, but give options. Lah. Yeah. Give people options to do less or do more. If a newbie comes for a power class, I never turn them away. Mm. To me, it's even when they come for a level, because I've had first timers or like first few classes, they come for level two. Level two is an, our 90 yeah. minute class. So they come for 90 minute class. So first time to yoga. Not first, uh, first few times. Lah, huh. And then first time to yoga. Oh, so they have okay. had some practice outside, but it's their first time in our studio and they are a little bit lost, a bit shy, uh-huh. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And they come for level two class because sometimes people think 90 minutes, oh, wow, what? Wow. Right? But yeah, no, wow. see what happened. And they do have difficulties, but I think one of the big things is that we we don't turn them away. It is okay to have them in class, but manage their expectations. In and what sense? Like how? So let them know, for example, when someone comes for a flow class or a level two no, class. I must write down already. <laughs> you're so funny like to tell them what that class is about if they've never been to a level 2 class tell them that we, we are going to take slightly deeper asanas there will be a little bit more focus on our breath we will do pranayama exercises in the beginning if you're not sure always you can always open your eyes to check and look first let them know what that class is about how they manage it later number one depends on them number two of course also depends on your observation and how you can help them lah when newcomers come for new classes like level two and flow, I almost never adjust them. Number one, I don't know their bodies. Mm. Number two, you don't know whether they're stopping because they cannot do or they're tired. You don't know them. Mm. It's the first time in their class, right? So you need to give space for them to kind of be on their own for a little while. It's good for them. It's good for you also. And because you know how when we first start teaching, right? We want to help everybody. Yeah. We want to fix everybody's yes, problem. Yeah. So you need to give space for that person to just be. And that doesn't mean that you ignore them. Lah. By the way, if you hear that rusting sound, <laughs> it's because Aaron is having a watermelon. <laughs> but courtesy of, of, of you, of course, thank you. So Bought me a fruit. I'm just going to eat it because it might get Oh, like, eat. It's warm, fine. It's warm fine. Watermelon. I'm just disturbing you. Yeah, we, we, water break first. Water, water break first, water break first. <laughs> I drink bubble tea, Aaron eat watermelon. Yes, um, I agree about giving beginner space mm. and not going every like every every side every yeah. pose to adjust them. Although it's very tempting, right? And, then, and at the beginning, yeah, you you stare at one person, you hound over them. Mm. No, no, you're not with us. Right? Press, press, press. Yeah, straighten arms, hips, send the hips back. Um, after a while, a few things can happen. The first, the beginner might feel like, oh shit, like why you keep adjusting me? I'm doing something wrong. Therefore, I'm terrible at yoga. Too, the more advanced people will be like why are you wasting time on that guy like I want to go already you make me wait here correct mm. why are we in down dog for like three yeah. quarters of the class excuse me and they'll hate that guy you know <laughs> they'll hate that guy I mean really, I man, was really, that uh? I was that guy before like hey, why are you why are you making me hold in this position while the oh, no. because as a student last time you were very like self self it's like that one because this is your one hour yeah, for practice I come here to fucking waste my time because of you or, or, or because of like whatever that person's issue, injury or shoulder injury now, you cannot do inversion or whatever. You as a student, you are very you very like that one. But then uh, when you become a teacher, you're like, oh okay, this is not as easy. You give space, sounds. right? Yeah, 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 exactly. And a lot of times, you know, it's it's easier said than done, lah. Like on the other hand, also right on the other end of the spectrum, there's some teachers who do not want to adjust people at all, right? Mm. Or like. 
and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, by yeah. the way, there's nothing wrong with there's not still, one. There's, there's different schools of thought. Absolutely, I I have I have like nothing against people who don't adjust. Like people, but people who don't adjust need to be very. I mean, in a way, they also have to be very sure of their verbal cues, lah, mm. or. Because there are some, I'm, I've been to some teachers' class where they talk you into a, for example, a particular shape. It doesn't have to be very crazy shapes, like maybe like warrior two or like trikonasana or something. They tell you what the shape looks like. Oh, front foot, like toes point right, forward. Right, right. But even foot, then, but they don't give adjustment cues. Huh. And there are teachers like they don't. They tell you, okay, the right hip over the left, or what, or right arm up, left arm down. Shoulder back, then that's all. They don't just tell you. Yeah, it's just no directional. Idea, so when they're and when they're done with that shape, they're done. Finish. So then next, next shape, move on. That kind of thing. I think if you're not able to give like react to the class and see what kind of perhaps whether it's physical or verbal cues your students may need, then okay, this may sound a bit harsh, but how different is it? Then, if they are watching a video on YouTube and following, I'm, I'm this may of course again it may be a bit too extreme to say that because coming to class energy level different ma do at home you tired you sit down chillax right, but to a certain extent it is it's it is your responsibility right to look after yeah. the people who are in your class because the class is not about you the class is about them. I un- I understand people who choose not to give adjustments Absolutely. physical adjustments. Absolutely. It can be uh, you don't want to get in trouble, you don't mm. want to hurt the person, Absolutely. you don't know whether that person is uh, susceptible to your touch, mm. or maybe you just don't feel like touching it. You don't yeah, want to, because some people don't like to touch, yeah, right? There's nothing wrong. Yeah, yes, I, yeah. But if you, um, and then in terms of cueing, engagement cues is important because we are supposed to draw awareness to the body. Mm. And yes, I can tell you put left leg forward, right leg mm. forward, then you are in that pose. It looks like it's supposed to look like. Yeah. But then you are dumping weight in certain areas that you are not aware of. Mm. So if you don't cue like lengthen a little bit more from your front of the body mm. or like uh, twist internally from the, the spine and not just twisting from the shoulders or whatever, mm. this little sentence will then like change everything. Oh, oh, now I'm feeling like I'm holding all the thing here or like I'm engaging certain things. It's those aha yeah. moments, yeah, right? Aha moments. Even as teachers, we when we're practicing certain things, suddenly we experience a new cue, whether it's verbal or physical. Mm. And then, then you there is a, yeah. and you know, like, like oh, a I light behind you. Steal you. That cue. <laughs> yeah. okay, I use that Absolutely, now. I will yeah. think to myself, I'm gonna steal that cue now, yeah. because suddenly it makes sense. This is also the reason why, right? As a beginner, it's so important to go to different teachers' classes. Yes, you know agree. how you know how some teachers get they only go for their yeah, yeah only go for one teachers' classes class. But the more teachers you go to, the more cues you get, the better your yeah. brain reacts to your body. Cues, sequencing, what to do, what not to do. Absolutely. You know, there's no such thing as a bad class anymore yeah. once you're a teacher. Yeah. I mean, there is. Uh, but fun. then, it's like, the bad class is just for you to learn what not to yeah. do in your class. And uh, as a student as well, like when you're first starting out yoga, right? You don't know what's good or bad, so, right? Yeah, so I always tell people, because sometimes people think, oh, this teacher's so nice to me, she come and check on me after class, mm-hmm. I'm going to come to every every single one of a class kind of thing, right? Because honestly, I've had people tell me, also, oh yeah, you're so nice, like, that's why people come to your class. Which... Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing, uh, wrong, I, there's nothing wrong with that. It's fine. It's okay, yeah. But I think it's also. But I always also keep telling people try different teachers' classes. Mm. It's not because I don't want you to come back. I I'm always happy to have like uh, regulars, regulars uh, yeah. come back. But 
sometimes you everybody needs a little bit of a jolt. Yes, yes, yes. Or even uh, as and new practitioners, they can benefit from attending different kinds of one-on-one classes, different kinds yeah. of basic classes, because every teacher is going to teach that class differently. Yes. And it will only benefit the student. And as a teacher, that should be what you are aiming for. At the same time, there will be people, I mean, there are teachers who also believe that the students should keep coming for their classes because then they are the ones who understand the students' bodies a little bit better and they are able to give better adjustments and like, uh, or cues or like indications of what's wrong and right. There's nothing wrong with that either. It's just, I guess, different way of looking at the same thing, right? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Pause. <laughs> I think that's very interesting. And I agree, as a teacher, mm-hmm. and I, even as a student or so, back then I wanted to try different people just to, just to, because you don't know who could be your favourite. Mm. So many teachers out there, so many studios, uh, maybe like you like this person, uh, you keep going to that person, but like, you don't know whether that there's an, a favourite person somewhere else. Yeah, if you always come for Cheyenne's class and never try Aaron's class, how do you know yeah. you don't like Aaron's class? You know. Correct not? But then, uh, I can understand why like, if you go to someone else and you like you don't really like it or it doesn't really resonate with you, because then you get disappointed, you waste your money, you waste your time. Mm. But you because have to that go one in, hour is yeah, very precious. As the student, mm. but as a teacher, you are going in with different a different point already, mm. right? You're going in to, to learn, and you have respect for each other. So because like we know how hard it is to teach. A this class. is one thing we need to adju- address here. Ooh. Okay, I've heard so many times about teachers in dressing rooms or outside or whatnot telling each other like, like oh, this teacher sucks man this new teacher is lousy man don't know where they do their YTT from so lousy there's really no need to speak about other people this way I mean it's not easy teaching it's and not and we all came from the same the same yes you know we all some face people the same easier than the other yes yeah, yeah. It's not easy to put yourself out there because, okay, maybe it's not the same for everyone, but a lot of us, I think, put ourselves out there to come into a position of service to others, right? And you have to think, what do I have to give others kind of thing? And then it's like so much uh, insecurity or like doubt, self-doubt, but you still do it. Mm. And that to me is damn courageous, okay? It's so brave. But then somebody who has been through it before, all and, the more, right? Yeah, and then behind them, oh, this person is very lousy. I won't come to that class ever again. You can don't like the class. It is okay, That's by the way. Uh, dude, we have all said it yes. before. Mm, the class is not for me. Yeah. We've all said it before. And there's nothing wrong with that also. Uh, because everyone, different vibe. Uh. Yes. That's why there's so many teachers. Because every single stu- every student will vibe with different kinds of teachers. Yeah. And that's why there will always be someone for you to teach. But when you say things like that, that person damn lousy uh, cannot la cannot make it la it's so it comes from such a mean place it's so malicious especially as a teacher because you've been been through it before as a student okay la yeah you paid money you didn't you, it didn't satisfy you yes sure I understand yes. because you don't really understand yes. but we are like hey it's like yes. you still you still you still this kind of thing and it's some even teachers, more brutal okay, yeah, usually some teachers sure maybe not they're not there yet but uh, a bad class isn't defined by the person teaching the bad class. It's defined by your experience of that class. So you're also go, responsible, right? Right. So like, say, say I go to your class. Mm. Maybe I don't like it yep. personally, and that's my opinion. Yep. But then 
if I don't like it, doesn't mean everybody don't like it. Yep. Maybe I don't like it, 10 people like it, I don't like it. Yeah. That doesn't and there's mean, nothing wrong with it. It doesn't mean you're good or bad. It just yeah. means that the, ten, the 9 people like you, the 1 person doesn't. Yeah. Then that's so the 9 fine. people come back, you don't come back lah. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. And if you really like uh, hated the class, yeah. then, then, then... That's the fit. thing. If you really hated the class, I think it's okay to say, I, say I don't really like uh, the yeah. class lah. It's not for me. It's fine to say yeah. that because like, why can you not... Why, why can't you say that? that you, everybody has their right to like something or not, right? But there's no need to be very mean about mm. it. She very lousy la. Like cannot even tell people to stand up or step the foot forward. Ayah. And I'm sure the teacher was like still new, right? Yeah, and it's so harsh and it mm. breaks my heart. It really does because it's... I feel that we need to be a little bit more compassionate la, especially towards each other. Yes. Give chance. La. Mm. Huh? Give chance. Give chance. So, it's in the same way, ma, I think, when you speak about other teachers like that... You're speaking about yourself so. Not just that. How do you... I, I think that... Then what about the students in your class who are very new, who are not able to do certain things after even after a few classes? Because let's 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 be very very honest. There will be students who come, maybe even for a year, two years, three years, and they will still have problems in certain certain shapes. For fold, mm. it can be tadasana. They just cannot find engagement. It's just a simple standing mountain pose. To us, it's very simple. But this person's practice is not your practice. You can say, I don't know why, I don't know how to help this person because already so long already see you like that. I don't know how to help them. It's fine to say that, but it is not fine to say, this person very lousy, it's come so long already, I still don't know how to live. She won't do one, she cannot do. You know, and you hear that all the time. And sometimes it just feels, I feel so heart pain to, 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 to hear things like that. Maybe because I'm auntie, okay? So, I think... To certain kinds of people or to certain people or to certain groups of people, I feel a little bit more like maternal towards kind of thing. I feel like I need to sayang a little bit. Not because like I'm especially nice. I really am not. But because we need to remember where we came from hmm. and how it was like for us. And Which is already such a challenging journey. It is. It really is. Right? To, to, to take the, the TT, to, to leave your yeah. job, to, to teach, to yeah. stand in front of a class of strangers yeah. and to to reveal yourself, right? Mm. It's very to intimidating. To leave a regular, yeah, paying, very stable job. And then, and like, then at the end of it, different. like you realise it was all for naught. Mm. Oh, you're terrible because someone else yes. is so... Someone of the same... Your peers yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I think as teachers, sometimes we need to watch our words to each other. Yeah. I don't think be that honest, it, yes. Yeah, don't, I, don't, yeah, like, don't like, oh, honest. I look at class and then I'm behind like, ah, oh, yeah, fuck like, you. Cry, yeah. yeah, exactly. But it is okay to be honest, but that it, but it is always, always possible to be kind. Mm. I think... There was no need for yeah, being malicious. Yeah, yes. you can say like, I don't like it, sorry, but yeah, I didn't exactly. like it. Oh, I didn't yeah. like the music that you play there. It's okay. It's yeah. fine, yeah. Then yeah. like, oh, okay. Maybe or I'll like, change it or maybe I, maybe it's just your taste. And then, then, the, then you work towards it. Yeah, ah. or you tell the person, actually the sequence, I felt that... A Maybe off, uh. a bit off. Uh. That's fine. It's yeah. okay. It's something that the person can work towards. Yeah. Like, I mean, do but we... I guess it's just very easy to just leave the class and like, no, I hated it. Yeah. Goodbye. Hello? It's very easy lah. And this is also part of being mindful, right? Yeah. Like, this is mindfulness off the mat, right? Mm. To know how your words and how your thoughts also affect both you and somebody else. Yeah, I guess. I mean, we all... We all became like teachers or like came into mm. the yoga community because we think that everybody's so nice, everybody's so happy, everybody no stress, so zen, mm. which is not always true. But 
It could be. It could be, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's what we're... a little bit of effort. We're taught to... to to, 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 to uphold the yoga lifestyle, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. The practice, physical, yes. And then it brings, it translates onto the mind and then to, to the spirit, let's yes. say. And our, our, the way we live our lives, the, the be kind to others, and, you know, don't, don't kill your neighbor, that kind of shit. Don't kill it's, your it's neighbor. All, it's all, all this, oh, that like, escalated like, very it's quickly, like, yeah. like religion, all this, right? It's yeah. all just a guideline. Mm. Like, just like, like yoga, just like martial arts, just like any kind of discipline, mm. right? By by doing this physical thing, you promote the mental thing. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So then, imagine. And why do we do all this? Yeah. Whether it's martial arts, whether it's like yoga, whether whatever it may be, right? Because we want to better ourselves. Mm. It comes down to that bottom line, right? We want to better ourselves, and part of it is not just the kind of things that you can do. Whether in martial arts, I, I don't know. I never in, yeah, I guess arts. in martial arts, it's more of like a, it, it, we learn it to protect ourselves mm-hmm. and to defend others. Mm-hmm. But if you take the martial art, if you take the power and you go and bully people, yeah. you know, that's that's what, in a way, it's what's happening. Mm-hmm. La, right? You're using mm-hmm. it for bad. Yeah. You know? uh, that's the responsibility that comes with teaching yeah. because it, you have to uphold that, 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 uh, that lifestyle, I would say. Yeah. Or at least that you don't have are. to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. Just Absolutely, because none of yeah. us are. Let's be very honest here. We you, all have our vices, right? You don't have to not uh, be vegan. You mm. don't have to uh, don't drink or eat. You can still you do be, your You thing. have every right to be angry at whatever yeah. that you're, you're upset with. Yeah, but try. Yeah. Try. Yes. Because when it comes to like, for example, the yamas, niyamas, the self-discipline and, and stuff like that, right? It's... You're not expected to hit 100% on every single thing, but it's something you work towards. You're not, it's the same thing with your asanas. You're not expected to be able to do a perfect trikonasana, but it's something you want to work towards every single time. By the way, guys, if you don't know, right, Aaron's trikonasana is damn nice, okay? <laughs> I, I always, whenever he does trikonasana, I want to ask, I want to point at him and ask everyone to look at him, Ayo. okay? So next time when, you, when he's in your class, look out. Mm. <laughs> It's the hips. It's the queuing of the hips. Shift one forward, shift one back. Right, So we've been we we talked a bit about uh, tips for students. Mm. What are some tips for teachers? Some tips for teachers. You mean like uh, for new teachers or like in for general? For new teachers, I guess? for in general, whether they be queuing mm. uh, teaching methodology mm. or just uh, how to behave. Or mm. just whatever you think makes a good teacher. Wow, so many things. Ah. Mm, could be anything, could be everything. Actually, there's a lot. Lah, but let's see what I can think of off the top of my head. Okay, first of all, you don't have to say every single cue that you know. Mm. Allow space. Silence. Yeah. Silence is Allow loud, yeah. space for silence because yeah. that's when you are actually holding space for the student. Oh, I love that word. Holding yeah. space. You know, you go in there, you create this safe, like even if it's a few seconds kind of thing, eh? where they all they do right is just breathe, you know. That's all, and but that's where the magic happens as well. So don't feel like you need to say all the cues for each but each pose so that your class is never silent. For example, um, I think the other thing also is when you enter a room, not that you have to be like hmm. Here comes the teacher. Mm. You know, you don't have to do that. I have arrived. I have arrived. Then you swing the door open <laughs> yeah, and, I swing all and then split your hair, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but walk in with certainty. Presence. Yeah. yeah, with presence. 
all you need to do is simply walk in. Don't like sometimes sometimes you can't help it because sometimes you, uh, for example like, for example like music music is at one corner yeah, right yeah. then you have to go and fix that thing yeah, first yeah, yeah, yeah. but I always feel like when I walk in right unless it's something that's right by the door that I can need to do lah, but I will walk to the front of the room first uh, like hi like speak to everyone and sometimes and I've been told this before also that when I say hi sometimes they're very loud so I've tried to tone it down <laughs> things like that like when you walk in with a presence it First thing you do right is you reassure the students, not that not that you're reassuring them that they are a, that you that you are a good teacher, but you're reassuring them that they're, yeah that they are in a safe space. It's okay. Right. Everything is calm here. Oh, oh, oh. Right. You know, and let's see. Hmm, how you got tips though? This is uh, tips from Aaron and Shaya. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, got a lot of uh, true experience. Yeah. just like. Teaching tips is one thing. Mm. You, 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 every, every YTT will have their own different... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, hmm, personal, personal tips. I think it's... As, as you t- learn to teach a little bit more, like let's say I'll, I'll dive a little bit more to holding space. Mm. I feel that it's very important. Mm. And you're not just... As a yoga teacher, right? You're not just a guide to teach how to get into the shape. You are there to... Because you don't know what people are going through. You yes. don't know if... Uh, they, they, uh, everybody comes to yoga for their own reasons and your job is to hold space and to honour whatever reasons and we have. don't learn how to hold space in in YTT you, you learn that through teaching mm. right and through through bettering Intuition yourself as well yes you yeah. feel the room you walk in like okay this is a bit weird People, like there's bad vibes mm. and you need to just stand there and mm. you, you tahan mm. you absorb you, send you absorb good, and then you yeah, you send uh, the good stuff the, yeah. out there you absorb all the bad stuff <laughs> in a way it, 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 it's, it's as woo as it sounds but that is what we're doing here. Yeah. We, we, you all come in you're stressed out you've got whatever issues and you are releasing it in the yoga class through asanas mm. and we are there to essentially and the thing is, hold you the notice- door and we, the thing is true Try and press through the door and holding the door. Hold on. Yeah, hold yes. the door. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> hold on. Oh dear. Let's not talk about yeah. Game of Thrones. Let's not get in there now. I, I, I don't watch it. Oh, you don't watch I it now? Good for you, Aaron. Don't, I don't even <laughs> like it. Yeah, that's right. Let the comments flow. <laughs> just uh, just so you guys know, I watch. Huh? I'm not like Aaron. Huh? I got watch. I, I, don't like, I don't like I watched episode one. I didn't like it. Oh, I, no. I, I watched episode one, the first episode uh, of season one. Uh. I didn't get it. It was just talking. And then like uh my ex girlfriend like liked it. Mm. So she made like so I watched she, it. So no, she, no, she made I rephrased. <laughs> she liked it, so mm-hmm. I watched it like with just her. no no well, not with her, just to to, to understand it. Because okay. then you watch together, right? Fair enough. So I watched yeah. season That's one. That's really sweet of you. And I was like, fuck, it's so fucking dumb. It's like I don't understand it. <laughs> and the brother is the fucking and then the the, the, the the Aquaman gets killed from nothing. Oh my then the, god. The the, the the Ned Stark gets killed and like, huh? What's going on? And then nothing happens. Hey, before you, before you, before you start this podcast, <laughs> right? When you're doing your intro, you must tell people got spoilers, okay? Uh, yeah, some people, one, some oh, people never watched before, true. okay? okay, okay Excuse spoilers, me. Uh, slight spoilers, uh, yeah. So oh, funny. Like yeah, got spoilers, mm. uh, guys. <laughs> yeah, but oops, what are we talking about? Um, holding space, yes, tips holding for space, teachers, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think whatever that we, uh, whatever that we will learn mm. will come naturally through mm. experience and through time on the mat, both teaching and practicing. Mm. So the best tip as a teacher is to just keep teaching yeah. and to just keep practicing. Yeah. And like my teacher said, uh, 
like you will never feel like you're ready. Mm. But if you feel like you have something to share and you can serve people out there, put yourself out there. Because like no one owes you a living, right? Mm. I mean, to, to, to put it very bluntly, no one owes you a living. No one's going to come and, hey, Aaron, please, 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 can you teach? Please, you knew, but please, can you teach? That kind of thing. No one's going to go yeah, yeah, yeah. and do that. So you have to put yourself out there. You have to know that you may not be the best, obviously, but you have something to give and you have something to share. At least have that in yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And I think about, the other thing about um, uh, uh, like being teachers as well is that it is okay to have a bad class. Uh, oh my goodness, right? It's so, so, so taboo. It uh, is okay it is to is. have like maybe like certain doubts about yourself in certain classes because like you say, number one, sometimes you are absorbing so much bad energy that you feel like, oh my God, that was such a crappy class. I feel so bad for the people who came for class. But most of the time you will realize that people don't feel the same way. Your student will still thank you for class. Your student will still appreciate you being there for them because sometimes it's in your head. Or sometimes if you think that it's a bad class, same thing. You reflect, you do better and it's okay. This is a strange one that really needs a lot of um, getting used to. Oh, uh, yeah. Absolutely. You know why? Because since school, since we're young, right? We must, we've been told we must be A. We must be A star. We must be A1. We must do must the, be best. the best. Yes. But there's no such thing as having every class the best. No, there isn't. And also, I think... Oh, one more thing. For new teachers, don't feel bad when there are not many people in class. Hmm. I don't feel bad when there's nobody No, but I mean, I think a lot of people... I think... Not not all, not all. Like, uh, but a lot of people do feel that if... Wow, no one comes for class, I'm damn damn shit lah. I'm a lousy teacher. It's not true. It could be thousand and one reasons. Eh? Absolutely. If you have a three thirty class on a Tuesday, yeah, who's like, gonna come? Who's gonna be yeah. able to come? I mean, not that nobody is able to come, but like there are days when realistically, just, no compared to a seven o'clock class, yeah. there's just gonna be less people, right? Number two, the truth is, yes, students only sometimes have that one hour to practice, and they will practice with somebody mm. they know. It's just how it is. Yeah. And it's just going to take a little while for people to know you. Mm. And that the only way that can happen is if you give it time. La. If you shut yourself down so fast, right? And you think, ah, oh, crap, nobody is coming, coming for my class. Then the class next door, oh my God, it's full. It, stop talking yourself down. Mm. It is okay. And it is okay to have empty classes. It is okay to have two people in class. Two people in class or 20 people or 40 people same class. is still that same one hour. It is still that same one person leading the class. Mm. In fact, it's sometimes, it's oftentimes a lot harder to teach a small class. Just like how it is harder to teach a one-on-one or basics class compared to a level two class, a 90-minute class, like Hatha two or Mm. Vinyasa two class. Because when you say certain things, people know. When you tell people Chaturanga, the Chaturanga is perfect, you know. Not, well, not perfect, but quite good, right? Because no such thing is perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yes, disclaimer. Um, but when you're in a one-on-one class, like we said before, sometimes knees, chest, chin, that something that you think maybe it's not so difficult or not so hard, suddenly, wow, it's like it's like trying to conquer Everest at it. Right? But it's okay, yeah, what? Yeah. It's, it's okay not to have a full class. 
because then you're able to hone your own teaching skills as well by concentrating on the two people, the Mm. five people, the seven people that you have in class. It's okay. Give yourself credit for being there. I think that's one of the things that sometimes we don't we don't remember. So of course we get paid to teach, right? Then we mm. think it's just job paid. But give yourself credit for being there, wanting to share, wanting to put something out there, wanting to help people. Give yourself a little bit of credit, lah. You know, must give yourself reason to get out of bed and come to work, my right? Hmm. <laughs> um. Do you have anything else you want to say? I have a lot Before of things to say, lah. But how much time do you have? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No lah. I think I really enjoyed like sitting down talking to you lah. But I think we could definitely go on. There will always be something to talk about. And but it's it's nice to address those things that you know mm. pop into mind every once in a while, like easy conversation, which I think is great. Yeah. Well, for sure, you can definitely combine do this again with me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I really have a few people that I haven't uh, that I want to do this with in mind, mm-hmm. and then like reoccurring guests. I will always have reoccurring guests. Uh. it's not like I talked to you done. Uh, we're done already. Eh. Yeah, will, I will see you anymore. One, one, two months later, there will be something that happened that we want to share again. Right? Yeah, so that's sure. true. Everybody I, can, I talk to, I can talk to again. Right? So it's fine. But if you don't have any other questions, mm-hmm. I have some questions. Oh for no, you. <laughs> I know this part. I I I don't have profound uh, answers. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, I mean, I think it's the same few questions that I choose from la. so mm-hmm. because I like these questions sure of course yeah okay so mm. question number one which mm. I'm sure you may already know I've heard all of Aaron's yes. podcasts by the not way bad, not bad <laughs> um, what's what do you think is the biggest problem in the world today and what what should people do about it mm. just like every guest say right that's like a really difficult question to answer because I've heard this question asked like a few times already but I still honestly I genuinely don't have an answer but if I were to say it now I would say that it's like the biggest problem in the world like right now is selfishness we always think I think people think for the think of the self and not about the community and people around them and that's why we are always coming from like places of like we talked about earlier we we come from a place of scarcity and we keep thinking that we need to get this we cannot lose out we cannot we kiasu we must have this this person has this I want I want also mm. or the other person has this we're going to go to war we also want kind of thing. We always come from a place of scarcity nowadays, not a place of abundance. If you know that there's enough in the world to go around, there is enough, there's plenty more than enough, then you learn not to concentrate so much on material stuff that shows how much you have, but with but concentrate more on the people who are next to you who are able to like make your life actually better. But because we are so focused, we're so selfish, we think about all the material things that we have or want to have and all, we we really lose sight of what it means to be human, what it means to be social, what it means to be a community. And I, I, I feel like I see it more and more, whether it's in world politics, I won't name names, or like um, like studio to studio, student to teacher, teachers to teacher, whatever it may be, it happens so often. Just give a little bit of time and 
realize that if you give a little bit more to someone else, you won't lose out. Mm. Yeah. That's nice. That's a nice... Um, Sentimental. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Something to like pause and think about. Mm. Mm. I like it. Good Thank answer. You. Good answer. So, right, next question. <laughs> second question. Um, what are you curious about right now? Mm. What am I curious mm. about? Wow. That's a great question. Mm. I haven't heard that. Well done, you. I have a few. I have a few. And I'm not going to use the same one all the time. Pick I pick them specifically. Us, yeah. Okay, great. Okay. What am I curious about right now? I think I will always be curious about the world in the sense that I've always felt like I'm a traveler. I love traveling. I want to see the but world. Only for 11 days at a time. Only for 11, 12 <laughs> days at a time, guys. Nothing more than that. No uh. more two months trips. Um, <laughs> I want to tell my cats that I said this. <laughs> anyway, like, I'm, I will always be curious about other people, other cultures, other uh. places, other languages. Like, for a long time, I set myself goals every year to pick up something new every single year. This year, I haven't done anything yet. Um, the year before, I was like trying to learn sign language. Ooh. Yeah, just for fun. That's on app, right? Yeah, yeah. Things like that. Because uh, to me, it's like it exposes us to the world. And when we understand the world, we understand people a little bit better. We, we, I think when we understand people a little bit better, everything seems a lot less scary. I'm always curious about what is out, what is out there. Not just, I'm not, I don't mean the world as in Oh, like Peru, <laughs> you know? I mean, literally, like, from here to Jurong. I don't know. I want to go out there. I want to see. I want to be able to experience. I want to put myself out there and know what and know how other people are living and know how other people are uh, coping and how what life is like. Yeah. And you would often always realize that everybody is the same. Absolutely. We all have the same problems. We all the have magic, the same right? fears. Yeah. That's the magic when you see it and you understand it, then you think to yourself, oh my goodness, we what, are what that we connected. Yeah. yeah. And you start to think like, why, why am I fighting? Yeah. I'm curious yeah. about life. Though. I'm curious mm. about people. I'm curious about the world. Very immediately, if you're uh, so vague, right? The answer so like fluffy, but like, very immediately, I am taking um, like, a tr- like a training course thingy in June in Bangkok. That's next month. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm going uh, on. Like, By ew. the way, I can only go on holidays during school holidays. Like, mm, set life, right? Why? Because my husband is a teacher, uh, like a school teacher. So he only gets holidays June off and, June and December. Yeah. So I only travel during those times. So it so happens that he's interested in this thing called animal flow. I don't know if you're familiar. Yes, so I we are am. doing. So we are doing. Yesterday. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. So we are doing animal flow level, level one. one. In Bangkok next next oh, month. Wait, Come I, join I, me. Uh, is Joelle going? Who's oh, from Bar sure. Lab? Oh, I'm not sure. Is she? I think so. Yeah. Oh. I like, don't think we have formally met. Oh, so is it? yeah, oh, she because be going. Like, yeah, she told me she's, that's cool she's going to the Bangkok one. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you could go hit her up. I guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I will go ask her. Yeah, and if you are interested, if you guys are interested to do animal flow stuff, I I know a friend as well. <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. You see, connecting mm-hmm. people, can, can, community. Can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like. It's something that I've seen online. I have a friend who is like level one flow certified as well. Mm. And no, because no, no, my no. husband just very now very into like this is F45 and Spartan race thing. So uh, now he wants to do the like mobility okay, stuff. Okay. Yeah. So, do, does he does does he do the jujitsu? 
No, he has never tried. Yeah, should he? Tried, yes. Should he come and ask you? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, don't have to find me, But if like, he should come, go with come, you. Yeah, yeah, come, come. You too. You come. It's fine. Do you know how clumsy I am? Doesn't matter. And then I'm very sweaty, some more. So people matter, who don't know. Doesn't matter. You also sweaty, what? It's fine. I always joke with people. I always joke that people like. They run through, they go through asanas, they start sweating, right? Yeah. I ujjayi breath, I start sweating already, which is true, by the way. That's fine. Yeah, but it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So he's really interested in that. So I thought it's something that we could do together. Yeah. As in part of our holiday, like we go somewhere else, then we go to Bangkok, we do this together, yeah, yeah, we get certified together. It's quite nice. nice. That's nice, yeah. 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 Okay, okay. This one is off, off, uh, offline, then we talk. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yes. Okay, next question. What are you most afraid of? What I'm most afraid of? Stagnation. I'm afraid of not changing, not moving, not evolving. I think a huge part of me, by the way, this is like way back, 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 background, okay? But I got a lot of emotional issues, and like. Don't I, we all? Yeah, but I legit, I have generalized anxiety disorder. I used to literally need like Xanax to get through the day and I never and so that causes obviously a lot of other a whole different set of problems okay so I don't ever want to be obviously in that place again I don't want to like be in a place where the only thing I know is fear the only thing I know is like this dark place that stagnation of not changing not seeing new things not seeing things from a different perspective I want to be challenged I want to be able to be I want to be able to see different things I want to be able to experience different things I want to be able to grow I want to change very important yes. self development yeah even if it means I have to step back and regress slightly you know it's okay as long as it's not just there because I think when you don't want to do anything anymore when you stagnate when you just ah, uh, then life takes on a different colour right yeah that's nice. Mm. I like it. So far, so good. Not bad. <laughs> um, Still have questions. So one, curious. I want to know one, so one. much about me. Uh. Last one, last one. <laughs> last one uh. What could be great in your life right now? And how does that make you feel? What could be great in my life right what, now? What, what's great in your life right mm-hmm. now? Or what could be great in your life right now? Oh, I think my life is great. I, I think that is a, in, an important question. But I genuinely, I love my life right now. Mm. Not because I have everything, but I have everything I want. Ah. I need. I have a job that you that enjoy. I love. You have a. I have a family. A home. Yes, I have a home that I love. I have a husband I love. I have cats I love. I'm doing things that. I'm only doing things I want to do. I want to be here. I want to mm, talking mm. to you. You know. Mm. I want to be here too. <laughs> I'm only doing things that. I yeah. want to do and I, I think that's a that's a luxury because yes. at, when you're younger you sort of like oh, okay oh, I just I, I say yes to I everything did, yeah, or correct. whatever I, I wish I could but now as you're older you learn to say no I don't want to do the things that I don't want to do yeah. I don't want to go to that place I don't want to stay out late and tonight. you have to say yeah and you have to say and you're brave and like you make the the courage to like yeah I want to go to this thing I yeah. want to go for that trip I I want to take this job or whatever and that's why I think that my life is great because I have. I'm not saying control, but I have acceptance over my life. Like, 
and I'm legit uh. contented with what I have. Doesn't mean that I don't want to do better. Doesn't mean I don't want to do animal flow. I don't want to see the like and more parts of the world. I don't want to experience more things. I do, but I'm genuinely, mm. I'm very contented and I'm happy. And yeah, that's something that. By the way, if guys don't believe, it's really genuinely what yoga has given ah, to me. <laughs> plug, plug, aside, plug. Yeah. <laughs> But it's true. It's true. It's absolutely true. I'm happy that you're happy. And Aww, I'm happy that you. yoga has brought you uh, this life, has brought you whatever it's it's given you. Thank you. That's uh, very kind. And That's yoga has sweet. given me a lot as well. So yeah. it, it's, it's the so least you know that we I could mean, do right? to return the favor. Yeah, exactly. To, to the spread students. the word, right? Yes, yes absolutely. We, I'm glad that you've come from a good place with your teaching. I'm glad to have met you and to have spoken to you and have spent this time <laughs> thank you Aaron so mm. you make me shy <laughs> I'm glad I brought you watermelon for uh, thank you as three a watermelons <laughs> I ate them all eh? yeah. yeah okay well thank you for doing this with me it's been a pleasure thank you everyone for listening mm. how can people reach you if they want to oh. find out more about oh, you oh yes okay Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram my Instagram handle is at Cheyenne, that's spelled C-H-E-Y-E-N-N-E dot yoga. I emphasize the E because people tend to spell my name a. wrongly. Yeah, this yeah. tends to spell with an A. So Cheyenne dot yoga on Instagram. If you want to come to class, mm. I have I have a full-time job, so weekly schedule at Yoga Lab, at all the labs, in fact, like the different outlets that we have. So come join me for practice if you want to. Yeah. Say hi. Okay. And with that, we conclude this episode. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. And the end. Yay. What's class, huh? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Eric. So, that was, that was it. That was the party. Here's what I liked about what we talked about today. Like, she, we, we, she brought up about how the yoga community could be a little bit more um, empathetic to each other. Uh, it, it it felt it does like I don't I don't um what's the word I don't I'm not surprised to hear that it's sort of very mean girlsy. I guess it's because it's a female dominated um, scene, but it's still yoga, and I feel like we gotta hold it a little bit on on a higher level. You know, we gotta uphold that. That because it's the yoga community, we gotta have a bit more respect for each other and we gotta have a little bit more love for each other and compassion, especially as new teachers. Yeah, I'm not sure if most of, oh, actually, I, I feel like most of my friends know that when I first started out, I was shit. Uh, but you get better and it's very demoralizing when you hear people in that same community shitting on you all the time, especially when you're just starting out. So, uh, yeah, like a little compassion goes a long way. So I appreciate her for sharing that or bringing that up at least. Uh, let me know if you feel the same way or let me know if you've had any experiences like, like that. Uh, also, uh, same thing as before, like every other, you know, like, subscribe if you enjoy what you're listening to. Let me know how you feel. Let me know if you have any, uh, let me know if you have any other questions that you'd like me to ask future guests. I might start like a Q&A kind of thing where like um, 
uh, I I like uh, you send me a question and I will ask that question and I will mention you in the podcast. This is something that I might do because I'm kind of I feel like more people are listening to it and like uh, my questions are sort of like getting a bit um, the standard questions, so might want to spice things up a bit. Uh, yeah, so you guys can help me out with that. <laughs> What else? What else? Uh, uh, also, uh, another uh, uh, personal update. I guess it's that I'm starting my my 200 hour, my second 200 teacher training, which I mentioned at the end of the last podcast. Uh, so I might not. Uh, I honestly, I might not have time to do next week's episode. So I'm just gonna take a break for next week, and then the the following week I will have another one out. So just to let you guys know. Thanks for listening, as always. Uh, I appreciate everyone who is a listener, who has reached out to me, who has told me that they enjoy listening. Uh, thank you. You know who you are. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, I think my mother can already. Okay. Alright, bye.